But um, yeah, renting out by room is starting to be really profitable. A lot of people are hopping on that game only because like you get, like you can get a travel, like four traveling nurses in a four bedroom house, man. You, you, that's money right there. Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> What's up, Micah, man? What's up, man? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Life's good. Taking care of my wife all day. Uh, but yeah, life's good. How about on your end? Same here, man. I've been taking my taking care of my wife, too, yeah. uh, for the past week. Yeah, week and a half. Yeah. yeah. Or a little, almost two weeks. Yeah. Um, you, you tell me first, what you, what, why are you taking care of your wife? Oh, yeah. She had, you know, she had the wisdom teeth removed, so... Mm. You know, so she can't really talk and all that. So feeding her the mashed potatoes, the jellos, and ice creams and all that. So oh, okay. yeah, she's coming around though. She just had it this morning. So Ooh. yeah, yeah I've, I've had that before. It, it sucks, dude. Yeah. Mine, mine. They had to go. They had because they were like, um, they say how the teeth are under under your gums can wrap around mm-hmm. the, uh, the nerve. So they have some some people they have to break it apart. Yeah, and so mine, they had to shatter all of mine and pull them out piece Ooh. by piece, which, which, yeah, that was painful. Ooh, but um, man. but um, recovery sucked too because I can't take good, I can't take the good drugs, man. Oh, <laughs> the hydrocodones and stuff. I'm allergic, yeah. so I can't take the good stuff. So just Ooh. Tylenol, and try to try to bear and grin it, you know. Man, you you can take some pain, then man. You can't <laughs> take that. You, you you can take some pain. <laughs> but nothing to compare to what my wife went through. She um she had her gallbladder out really this past yeah last tuesday and so um crazy thing it, it was um supposed to be like you know they, they say they're pretty routine surgeries now and you recover pretty quickly in and out one day yeah but but hers was so bad that they, they pulled it out it kind of disintegrated inside of her so they had oh. to like go in they had to get it out piece by piece rock by rock you know there's a lot of stones in there oh. and so then they stuck a tube inside of her stomach to like monitor if there's any bio leakage from because it was so bad yeah but um so she wore that thing you know had a, a tube coming out of her with a bag with a little bag thing and she yeah. and um she um but luckily nothing you know nothing bad was coming out so no 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 leaks or nothing so they um monday she got it out they pulled it out of her which that was another trip because they pulled you know they pulled this big old long freaking tube out of her stomach just pulling and pulling like a magician oh. pulls a freaking thing out of a hat. yeah man it was Ooh. just i was like god dang that was just crazy but um yeah but she's doing better she's recovering so I've been, yeah i had to step up and you know watch the babies and stuff like that and and um, we're here at my dad's right now this is this uh, uh upstairs add-on kind of room one well, you know yeah. built, built it with the house it's like the game room and stuff and um yeah so just just ready to i'm glad to, to hop back on the cast it's been a while yeah, 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 man, definitely. We've both been busy. You know, life sometimes happens, you know, so. But it's good that she's uh, she's better, man. She's back to thriving, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're watching that type of stuff, man. It's painful. You're like, dang, you know, watching a person you love sit there. You can't really help them, so. Here's, yeah, here, man. Here's what's um, it made me think of, like, going through something like that. Yeah. It's like you and I are, are lucky. Well, lucky we, we put ourselves in good positions because, I mean, you got your streams of income, you know, mm-hmm. and – um. And I got my, you know, four streams of income. And so I, it's like, to me, I, I, I took a week off of work without pay. You know, I just gave my shifts away. 
because I already get I already done my vacations for this year. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just went, I mean, I had to do it. I had to stay at home with the babies and stuff. But luckily, I have other sources of income. And yeah. I was able to do something like that. A lot of people, a lot of uh, a lot of people could just, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Well, no other sources of income. Right. And what happens if you get sick? What happens if you like break a leg or whatever? I mean, you're out of work, man. You, everything can go to hell really quick. For real. And so it's good. I know pe- people are comfortably numb at work and jobs. Ah, I never want to try real estate. Ah, I never want to try this or that or my own business. I never thought of that. Man, so I think it's pretty necessary, not just an option in life. You, mm-hmm. I think it's necessary to at least come up with one other source of income because, I mean, like you said, life happens. Yeah, you got to have some FU money, man. You got <laughs> or at least, or at least be like a, a prepper in a way, you know, like they say they're preppers, you know, they, they, yeah, they talk yeah. there you go. At home, but we're like a, a being economical, uh, economical prepper, I guess. I don't know. Straight up, but, man. Um, you, you do. You have to have multiple streams because, yeah, I mean, it, it if some people can't take that time off work, they'll lose their job. You know, they can't, uh, dude. Those are the people coming into work. They all use all their sick days already, and then they come into work with the flu, getting everybody sick. Like, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> man. Or you have the people who got all the sick days in the world, STEM co- still come to work sick, so they ain't got to use them. Is that- <laughs> Really, you like, oh man, come on, stay at home with that, man. Yeah, so this is episode 105 of your see, it took us a while to get there, but episode 105 106, man. 106, I'm sorry, 106 episodes of Live, Let, Thrive. This is cool, man. We've stuck to it, you know. Highs and the lows, thick and thin. We, we're still going at it, and um, our fan base is really digging it. So that that makes us happy. That makes me happy. I know sure it makes you happy too. Yeah, yeah, man. And then it's like this week. Well, these last two weeks, we've been making a whole load of notes of what's been going on with not only in Arlington but just in Airbnb in general. You know, um, you know, with the shooting that happened. I think what five were killed in an Airbnb shooting. Yeah, five people killed at a house party in um, Oakland, right? Or some, yeah, I think it was somewhere out there, but you know, and then Airbnb. I think you, I'll let you go into your rant about Airbnb's actions to immediately say that, hey, we're gonna verify seven million listings that are listed. So I know you had a rant about that. You were like, what? I said, they can verify me all they want, man. They can cancel me if they want. You know, they know I'm a money maker for them. So they come at me and, and cancel me, do whatever. I'm going to go to corporate. I'm going to hop out, bounce. I'm going to do my thing. You know, they can do whatever the hell they want. Verify me. Because, yeah, yeah and it's it's just like I'm not, I'm not beholden to them. I and mean, you can't even, like you said, it's another source of income, but you can't be holding to that either. You got to be able to be flexible. And so I've, I've been planning to hop out of the Airbnb game at that house because, well, because Arlington has banned Airbnb and they're starting to give people tickets and stuff like that. So I'm just, man, I don't even want to mess with it. Yeah. And so I'm just going to switch to switch it up to the corporate world and yeah. uh, travel nurse world and, and see how that goes, man. Yeah. It was one thing, two interesting things you said about that. You were like, you were like with them saying that they're going to verify all the listings. You were like, it's almost sounds like they're immediately blaming the host for this happening. And then, which I was like, yeah, it is an interesting viewpoint. I was like, yeah, that is that's how it comes off. And then you were like, uh, something else you said about it. You were like, it's like they're immediately blaming the host. And it goes, and then, they, and then you said, oh, yeah, you were like, the only reason they're saying that is because their IPO is coming. So they're trying to clean up the books, make everything look nice and sweet. I was like, yeah, that is a good point. Because I had told you I lost, I lost contact with all my listings for like 15 minutes. 
mm-hmm. like a week ago. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Like I logged in, it says zero listings. I'm like, whoa, whoa, oh. whoa. So, you know, that kind of like, maybe like, oh, shit, hold on. <laughs> so then I was like, well, but like 15 minutes later, all my listings were there, but I didn't call them or nothing. I didn't have time to call them all in the middle of a meeting. But, um, and that made me think like, maybe they did verify all the listings. I don't know. Cause uh, I did get a message from about my listing in New Orleans saying that, hey, I have to supply a number or I can't host it. Or whatever, so. I don't know, you know. Supply a phone number? A um, hotel license number. Oh, because they're real strict over there. But I don't think yeah. I will. Cause I'm going to send paperwork in saying, hey, I'm, this is a timeshare. I ain't got to do none of that. It's already in the system. So, but yeah, it's, 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 it's they're covering their asses. They're covering their asses. They're yeah. showing like, I mean, a, a, a mass shooting happens at one of their Airbnbs. They got to, they got to respond in some way. Right. Yeah. And, and it, the funniest shit was, okay. To the outside world, they're like, wow, they're banning party houses. That's good. That's good for Airbnb, mm-hmm. you know? And, the, it, and us insiders are like, you can't freaking ban party houses. Their people yeah. don't advertise their shit as party houses. They just have a big ass house that is prone to parties. They mm-hmm. don't sit there and say, hey, come stay at my party house and trash it while you're here. Nobody does that. <laughs> trash it while you're here. <laughs> Nobody does that. But they're just big houses that happen to be perfect for parties. They're not. What are you yeah. going to do? Ban any house over three bedrooms, two baths? What are you going to do? How are you going to ban party houses? Yeah. Well, I think what they're going to do is, my only thinking was, they're going to uncheck that, take that box off. Like, hey, this place is suitable for parties and events. Which, uh, yeah, that's what I think they're going to do. But I think because I talked to a couple other people that checked that box to let people know, hey, we have a big backyard. You can't throw a wedding here or something like that. Mm. Uh, but, you know, even at that, the people that plan those type of party houses, they usually have constructed parties, not these types of parties you're having. People just renting out of Airbnb and going in there throwing this big ass party, you know, um, mm-hmm. hasn't happened to me yet. Knock on wood. But I mean, it. I don't know if Airbnb can control that. It's one of those things where let's say you do take that little check mark of you can't have a party and event there. You can still tell people, Hey, we host weddings here, et cetera. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. It does seem like Airbnb is attacking the host instead of doing thorough background on the get a thorough background check on the guests. You know what I mean? If they're throwing parties, then just ban them from your platform. You know what I mean? There's nothing the host can really do to control that, but you know, Airbnb always finds some of the blame, usually the host. And uh, <laughs> this is a perfect time to do it with their IPO coming. So but it'll I, be interesting to see what happens. I bet a lot of those party houses bring in some good money, though, right? Oh, yeah. Party. Like, I know somebody who does in Dallas. They charge $300 up a night. Ooh. Yeah, easy. Nice. I, uh, I want to read it real quick. Um, if you haven't already, go to our um, iTunes and, and or youtube account and leave us a a review about our show it really helps us out a lot and we've been getting some good reviews and this review is from travel sop or whatever whoever travel sop is but they said love your enthusiasm for all things real estate and the concept of passive income your enthusiasm is contagious oh yeah thank you travel sop for that and um we got another one did i read the other one too the other one's pretty cool it goes listen Listen to 100th episode, literally life-changing. I've been so sick of so many Joker amateur podcasts that don't get down to the nitty-gritty because the facts are they don't know the nitty-gritty. These guys are the real deal. They 
They don't just talk to us about service level Airbnb stuff like sheets and lock systems like most other podcasts, but instead get real deep into the finances and give you actionable steps to grow your business. Thank you guys. That's Taylor Colangelo. She's going to be a guest of our show in the future. Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. I yeah. talked to her. Yes. Seems like a cool person. Cool. Yeah. She's going to get us into some the Florida, the Florida market. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida market, good market to get into. And uh, and just a teaser on that episode. Um, if you're thinking of investing in, um, was it uh, Orlando? She's mm-hmm. saying it's very saturated over there. I mean, Kissimmee, yeah, Orlando and Kissimmee is very saturated. Super sad. They're building whole communities that are Airbnb communities over there. That's how hardcore mm-hmm. it is. Oh, you gotta you gotta represent if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna try to make a buck over there, man. I would say if you go anywhere in Florida where you really want to catch some cash, which I don't know. Well, this is what I where I catch my cash off my timeshares for Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Fort Lauderdale, the hitter. Yeah, it's nice, hitter. nice. Yeah, yeah, I love the Florida market. Florida market, Miami too, but you know it's gonna be saturated. But yeah, Fort Lauderdale is that hitter. Miami, they were the ones doing that twenty thousand dollar fine BS, right? Mm-hmm. But they kind of got swatted down by the by the government saying you can't <laughs> do excessive fines like that. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Some lady sued him over these twenty thousand dollar fines she was getting. They said that was too excessive. Damn. So, um, yeah, they did. They were they were trying to kill Airbnb in Miami. Damn, they got a power, like you said, they got powerful hotel industry there. So yeah. But just out in the outskirts of Miami, you can you can still Airbnb no problem. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So, did you hear about the snitches? And oh yeah, this is for everybody who's in those Facebook groups. There were some snitches in there, or some mo- <laughs> moles, as people call it. <laughs> they got caught up, man. They were uh, screenshotting people that were complaining about Airbnb guests. <laughs> so, um, uh, they were guess people who were sharing personal information. They got screenshotted. So yeah, be careful in those groups. Be careful what you're posting. Yeah, you. I know sometimes you want to. Um, the one that got really that caught all the heat was the Airbnb blacklist group. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they were already kind of shady. Well, not, I'm not say that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say they were shady, but there were some complaints about that group being racist and all types of other shit. So, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. Be careful what you post in the groups, especially if you're posting people's personal information, like your guest personal information. Block that stuff out. I understand your complaints, but yeah. Uh, those groups caught some heat that made a uh, business insider actually business insider caught it and had a whole article on it. So dang, you yeah. can't do, you can't, you can't hide on the internet anymore, man. <laughs> Especially on Facebook. That's a bad place to hide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you're, everything, everything's public record, <laughs> but you know, that's like a, an actionable, I would, I would suggest y'all um, listeners out there, if you haven't already joined some of these Facebook groups on, on, yeah, at least um, Airbnb Facebook groups because you do learn a lot. And I mean, you get, the thing is you get good advice, you get bad advice. And so like, if I asked a question, like I asked the other day, I was asking about making, you know, renting out by room at, at my spot. That's an air, you know, I rent out the whole thing, Airbnb right now, a uh, three bedroom, which is kind of like a fourth bedroom, uh, four bedroom, two bath. And I rented out um, uh, like the whole thing, but I'm going to switch it up to like a travel nurse th- type you know, thing. And you were, you were telling me that travel owners are kind of cheap. They don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to pay $2,500 a month for a spot. They want to pay, you know, 800, 900 bucks a month for a spot. And you, you, fine. You just get one bedroom though. But, um, mm-hmm. so I was, I was just asking advice. I was thinking of making each bedroom since they do like doing that and people like chilling in their rooms. 
making each bedroom like uh maybe like a pull out a nice couch nice pull out couch that pulls out to a, a queen bed comfortable queen bed mm-hmm. and and i just put it out there in the group and trying to get advice and half the people are like ah, hell no you know people are and they said what you said you know travel nurses come to town they want to they they work long hours they want to sleep good in a, in a real bed and the other half is saying well you know i don't think the the younger ones would probably wouldn't mind too much you know and then they can make it into a living room when they're not using it as a bedroom and yeah they can mm-hmm. have their own chill spot so I got feedback, you know, 50, about 50, 50. And, um, and from that, you can just kind of make, formulate your own plan. And some people will, you know, they point out things you never even thought about. And like, I thought about putting a little kitchenette in each room, you know, mm-hmm. and then some people started pointing out, well, you got to worry about bugs or pests or this, that, or the smells from the cooking. And I was like, oh yeah, I, you know, I just thought, of, okay, maybe just a little coffee and tea area with, you know, a little mm-hmm. microwave, maybe something like that. Not just go ahead, you know where they can stock up a, well, I could put a little fridge in there. I don't know. I mean, they give you a bunch of ideas. So I, so I would join as many of those groups as you can and just uh, start throwing out questions and, and people answer them, and, and, you know, good and bad advice, but you got to decipher which is, which is right for you. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Cause I, I do the, uh, I do, I don't do kitchenettes, but I do the microwave refrigerator microwave. And like, I, I stopped doing the coffee in the room cause they spill it. So I do uh-huh. the coffee in the, uh, I just do like, cooking coffee stuff like that i do in the main main areas the common areas but um yeah written out by room is starting to be really profitable a lot of people are hopping on that game only because like you get like you can get a travel like four traveling nurses in a four-bedroom house man you you that's money right there like you imagine (laughs) and then let's say you charge him 700 for the smaller rooms and you can charge 1100 for the big room 700 times three, 2,100 plus another 11, you're looking at about 3,000 something dollars. Your mortgage come out to 1,600. Mm. Lights, water, gas, let's say everything's 2,000 in all, you're making $1,100 a month off a house. Man, you that's know, good, that's that's good that's money. Your, yeah, that's good cash flow, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. depends on how you look at it. But yeah, uh, the renting by room, a lot of people are hopping on that. I've heard a guy on Bigger Pockets talk about it. The, uh, today, the episode it. today? Uh, no, I haven't heard oh, the no, one today. Okay. Never mind, never but if mind. It, but if he was talking about it, I know a lot of more people are hopping on it. Uh, well, he, especially he, in markets where like like Steve's doing it because we're in a market where it's banned. So that's another way to go go around it if it's banned. Rent to travel nurses by room. Go ahead, Steve. No, uh, yeah, well, the the guy today was talking about, and that brings me to another part of it because, like I said, I got a three two technically, but then I have a huge add on room which could be another bedroom. And then like a, a second, like a dining room area, which nobody uses dining rooms anymore that I pretty easily close off with like a wall right there. Mm-hmm. And I could make that like, it could be like a, fi- a five bedroom house, man. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm like, I'm trying to thinking like that more bang for the buck. Yeah. And um, the living room kind of make it where more people could chill out if they wanted to. But each room I want to have like, it's like its own independent thing, you know? And yeah. um, so, and that guy on bigger pockets today was talking about, that's what he does in DC. He go. He gets houses that are three twos, and he makes them five. You know, makes a five bedroom, two bath, or three baths, and he mm-hmm. and he and it's so unique. And it's expensive over there, but it's so he makes houses. People are looking for these houses that are four or five bedrooms, and there's not a lot of them. They're all three twos. Mm-hmm. So he corners the market in that one thing, and he's still able to cash flow. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you could add another bedroom to your spot, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and see, I've I've heard it this way that well, you know, when you resell it, you kind of you kind of wanted that open concept. You closed off the thing with the wall, but I'm not trying to sell it right now. I'm trying to make it, you know, make money as a rental. And so, um, 
so I know I can also take that wall back down if, if you know in the future I wanted to sell it cash mm-hmm. out but yeah I mean I mean get the biggest bang for your buck on your house why not yeah and I think that like even when you go to reselling single family homes I, I looked at I look at it like this when it's a single family home you have multiple people interested investors and people trying to buy a house so it opens you up to more opportunity with it mm-hmm. you know like duplexes multifamilies you have one type of person looking just an investor so it's a little bit different how you break it down but yeah with a house single family home man people everybody's looking to buy a house you know what i mean oh so, yeah so you know i think it's you're all good with however you break it down and i heard and speaking of you know buying and selling single family homes i, I heard something that kind of put me at ease the other day mm-hmm. and it was it was on another podcast and um, this guy came on, he was talking about, you know, they, they always ask about, well, you know, what, what are you afraid of a downturn or a crash or this and that? And, they're, you know, they've been saying that shit for the last five years now. People have been scared of something like that. But anyways, he, um, well, the way he, he laid it down in a way, I didn't even think about it before. He's saying that, yeah. okay, he studied, you know, the, the history of real estate in this country. And, you know, for the most part, it's going up, up, up. And um, with help of inflation and all that stuff, you know, and, and what he said was that he's, he's monetized looked at the history whenever recessions did happen. He goes, and at the most, he goes, he could see, you know, take like a one or 2% dip during those recessions, you know, real estate would go down just a little bit, you know, and then be back up a little bit, but go back up with the exception of course, to 2008 when the, when the reset, the, the crash happened or the, the recession, big recession. And he said that it took a 20% dip. Oh, you know, nationwide. Of course, here it didn't hit too bad, you know, DFW mm-hmm. area, but LA, you know, Vegas, New York, Miami, they all fucking got coastal know. cities. Yeah, coastal. And um, so, anyways, he, he said that, but if you look back at that recession, it was caused by the, the housing, you know, regulations that were that were going on at the time where somebody with um somebody with just a pulse could go and get and sign for 10 houses without them verifying your your credit or verifying your um your employment or verifying yeah. no cash down this just some scrub off the street could get 10 houses in his name like that and he goes that was what caused the crash so that of obviously that you know the real estate dipped a whole bunch because of that Mm-hmm. But now it's a lot harder to get a house. And, you know, trust me, if I could get 10 houses right now, I would. But it's you got to have save up a down payment. At least, you know, if you're not house hacking, you got to save up 20%, which is a lot of fucking money. And um, pardon my French. And um, but, you know, if you're house hacking, you could do three, three point five, whatever percent each time you hop to the next house. But that being said, um, it's a lot harder to get. To, to accumulate houses than it yeah because the last reception happened because you started letting uh somebody with 500 credit score get a house <laughs> for real yeah man. Like, that, that was a huge trend i noticed too like anybody you were getting houses to everybody people with repos people with um foreclosures were getting houses i mean it's yeah. just insane it was no it was the wild west but um but anyways it's recovered and then some since then and i don't and he said if the if there is another recession you know it's cyclical there might, you know, probably be another recession. It won't be because caused because of housing, and um, and in that regard, it won't go. It won't do another twenty percent dip. Like he doesn't think it'll do another twenty percent dip. It might go down, you know, one or two, maybe three percent. But mm-hmm. if you just hold on for the long term, you'd be all right. And also, we have to look at the markets too. Like you just said, Texas didn't get hit like that. Or I was Dude, every, 
moving here, man. How is it going to go yeah. down if everybody from Cali selling their little shack for a million dollars and coming in with cash money and buying up three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar houses, thinking they're cheap? How's it going to yeah. How's it going to drop here? You know, uh, this is actually if if there would be one place in Texas that would get hit hard if if they were going through like a recession or something. I'm going to tell you where that is. That's Austin. Austin. Possibly Frisco, but Austin, I can see it getting really hard because Austin's expensive. And they're expensive because of people, Oregon, Washington, California. Every time I talk to those people, it's like I, I've consulted with people from there who are thinking about moving to Texas. And they always ask me, hey, because, you know, I'm from the Oregon, Washington area. They ask me, hey, how's Texas? I'm a uh, first place they tell me they're going. Yeah, I'm going to Austin. I'm like, okay, I'm going to Austin. I'm going to Austin. Every, every one of them I talk to, you going to Austin. And they're like dropping. They're like, yeah, it's so cheap down there. I'm like, to us Texans, man, you say Austin. That's shit. Yeah, Austin, that's expensive. You know, but that's the reason why it's expensive is those people going out there, cash money, dropping money on houses, man. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, it's, I, I can see Austin, Frisco kind of, because Frisco still has stuff coming in, and so does Austin. But, yeah, Austin, man, Austin's getting mad expensive. Crazy expensive. It's a little Silicon Valley over there, man. Yeah, it is. And D Dallas still got, you know, because Dallas got Uber coming. Uber's coming to Dallas. So, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, Austin. Now, really now the strange thing, like you say, yeah, Austin, the downtown and surrounding area proper, that's yeah, yeah. very, very expensive. And that's where all the hipsters want to live. But yeah. if you just go out, I mean, there's so much freaking land in Texas. If you go out just a little bit, it gets dirt cheap again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the commute would suck. But still, if you just go out just a little bit around Austin and, you know, between Austin, San Antonio or, or a little bit up this way, all that. Yeah. yeah, it's freaking dirt cheap still. So, I mean, hey, good idea. We might try to get in the way of, ex uh, in the way of progress. Go buy some stuff around that area. I wonder how expensive Pflugerville is. See, Pflugerville would be really nice to live in. Like right north, I think it's north Austin a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can get like Pflugerville, Round Rock's a little far north. Uh, but yeah, like Pflugerville, then going to the south side, New Braunfels a little too far south. But like between like New Braunfels and Austin, like in that area, yeah. It wouldn't be except for the commute because you're dealing with stupid traffic every day. <laughs> That's yeah, just. Think about just... that. Austin, and Austin can't contain how many people are moving. It only has one damn freeway. One man. freeway going through it, man. <laughs> one th 35, the Mopac's there, and then you got uh, the Mopac's there, and they built the tollway, but. Just to get downtown, one freeway in and out? Man, hell no. Mm -hmm. By the way, the people that are moving to Austin, if you ain't never sat in traffic, I'd, I'd take Dallas, Texas traffic over Austin traffic. <laughs> At least we have other routes. Yeah, you so, can take multiple you know. routes. Austin, you get on 35, you're <laughs> jacked. You ain't getting nowhere. Austin's, but, man, is like a little L.A. over there. They even yeah, got the, all the homeless people like L.A. got. Yeah, they have a real bad homeless <laughs> problem in Austin, man. Real bad. Yeah. Pooping needles, pooping needles. But yeah, man. Um, but I was um reading this book called Strength Finders, Gallup Strength Finders. It's like show you your strengths and your weaknesses, and well, mainly your strengths. It doesn't focus on your weaknesses; it focuses on your strengths. And I was telling people, man, everybody should read this little snippet and grab their strengths. Mine like described me to the T. I can't remember all of them, but it was like you're deliberative and you're and it described me to a T. And I would take tell people it's called uh, Strength Finders by Gallup or something. I'll, uh, matter of fact, hold up. For the people watching the video, the YouTube or the videos, it's a cool little, and you ain't even got to read the whole book. It's just a little thing and it helps you find your strengths. And the thing about your strengths, it tells you like your strengths in business. It's this book right here called Strength Finder 2.0, created by Gallup by Tom Rath. 
this like really opened me up. I was like, damn, going to help me <clears throat> understand what I was good at. But definitely, you guys should look at that, especially people that are looking to own a business, start a business, make your business passive. Uh, it might, that might not even be for you, like making it passive. You know what I mean? Then you like you're more hands on, you know, or things like that. So yeah, just a little tidbit, y'all should read. That's a really good book. Strength Finders. Okay, I'm gonna check it out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know how much it is, but my job you gave it to us. Go ahead. Okay, tell tell them, uh, how many, did they have you, like, write down a few of your strengths and weaknesses? Uh, no, it gives you, it, it, like, gives you, like, this, it's a total of 34, but they <clears throat> break down your top five. Mine was, like, deliberative, analytical. Um, I forgot what it was, but, man, it, it really, like, once I sat down and looked at it, it really told me what I was. I was like, dang, that is me. You know, but it's a really, really, it really dives deep into because in business, you really need to focus on your strengths. You can work, you should outsource your weaknesses and focus on your strengths, you know, because that's when like business starts to take its tolls. When you start focusing on your, focusing on your weaknesses, trying to do everything, focus on your strengths. You know what I mean? I think you said that last week, you focus on your strengths, you'll grow. Yeah. You know, you tack that one thing. Yeah. Um. It's it's funny you even mentioned that book because I was in my show notes. I, I put it on there today. And I just, just from this whole, you know, this whole ordeal that, that I've been going through, you know, we we had a baby a month ago. We have a month, one month old baby. Mm-hmm. And so we had that. And then of course, you know, the and getting no sleep and waking up, feeding the baby, changing diapers and all that, you know, helping the wife out. Cause mm-hmm. after they have a baby, they're, you know, they're, they're they've been through a lot. They're stressed yeah. out. And so just a few weeks later, she had her gallbladder surgery because it really needed to come out. And so just um, going through those two things, it was, it's been a, man, a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> it's been a rough, yeah, well, yeah. rough month and a half actually, but, um, but everything's good. What, what I, I wrote down in the show notes was um, identifying weaknesses. And, and you mentioned that book strengths and, you know, finding your or strengths, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, strength finder. Yeah. And, and I put on here, I was like, I, I, I noticed these, I'm starting to notice things more. And um, for me, one of, you know, some of my weaknesses is um, asking for or receiving help is hard for me. I, I just, I guess I, I'm hard headed a lot. I like to try to do everything myself. I like to say now, you know, I could, you know, I, yeah, I can handle two babies and then a, and a, and an alien wife. I could do all that stuff by myself, you know, and just, mm-hmm. man, it was, I was worn the hell out trying it by myself for that week, you know, <laughs> until, yeah. you know, we're here at my dad's right now, but I just was, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a beat down. My mom, you know, my mom was in a wheelchair, but she was able to, you know, I picked her up. She came by and she helped, you know, at least hold the baby and feed the baby, stuff like that. While I, you know, I, I was giving attention to my two-year-old and my wife. And, um, but I just, yeah, even just doing that was hard for me to ask for help. And so, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's a real hurdle I need to get through because people like to help. It's, but I always figure, I always just in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I'm putting people out. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be indebted to people kind of thing too, yeah. you know? And then, um, um, I guess, I guess a hard one for me, I mean, if we're throwing it all out there is, um, I would say, um, it's hard for me to, to sympathize with people's situations Really? and in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, um, like, I don't know, I guess growing up, you know, it's just like, you know, you fall down and you get your ass back up. What do you, you know, you're going to cry about it. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. that's, that's the environment I grew up in. And then when I see someone like, you know, going through something and then kind of like, you know, feeling sad for themselves and stuff like that, I'm like, I, 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 I try 
to sympathize with them and but i'm in the back of my mind i'm like come on just get over this shit you got this you know what i'm saying and um well like your wife's a physical trainer so she probably she probably you know straddles the fence too with being too hard on people or being not hard enough you know you gotta you can't you gotta know when to push them and know when to pull back a little bit too and that's hard for me to to do with people you know i don't like i kind of just want to say get your ass back up get in there you know why you why you crying over this shit you know people with no arms are doing more shit than you kind of like think you know that stuff enters my mind but then um i think no 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 not everybody is like you know like we are you know kind of i gotta sympathize with how they you know what environment they came up in and i just gotta okay just give people time and just relax you know that's 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 the hard part compassion is is like kind of hard for me compassion and asking for help man asking for help super hard for me but what helped me with asking for help is my I had two jobs and they both told me I was like that. They're like, man, you'll spend an hour, two hours trying to figure something out by yourself instead of just coming to ask somebody for help. I was like, oh, I guess that's just like my, that, that, that gives me a rush trying to figure it out myself. But yeah, uh, asking for help is one that I struggle with. Um, sympathizing, I'm pretty good at sympathizing with people depending on the situation. Like one thing I've, and this is all pretty much about learning, knowing yourself, like knowing yourself truly because one thing i'm starting to know about myself is like i don't like to see people hurt like if they're hurt like with mahogany having her surgery and knowing she's limited i'm like oh man let me try to make sure you're good you know what i mean um that's one thing i never knew about myself like and i think i really found that out when malachi was born because when malachi was born she had a c-section you you have a c-section you you down you are down for count you know Mm -hmm. just like seeing that and it's like you sit there and it's like i'm not a doctor i don't i can't really help I'm more of a control person. So when I have to learn to give up control, like I'm very much a control person. That's why it's, it's very easy for me to outsource stuff. And then I can just have control over if something goes wrong, goes wrong, tell me we can, and I can control it from the top. Uh, but if I don't have that control, I have to like, man, that, that's one thing that gives me anxiety. If I lose control, that's, man, that shit just makes me anxious. That, like, that's just like, oh, <laughs> fuck. You know, I ain't got control over this situation. You know, you, you know and it, it made me understand, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to let go. Uh, let go and just let you know let god or however everyone that's put it you know what what i was thinking at this yeah it is like damn i I struggle with that man like if i ain't got the control that like if i can't do it you know if i have to leave it in somebody else's hand but Mm -hmm. i'm I'm working on that though yeah man knowing your strengths and your weaknesses just like the 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 older sisters i work with i work they're always saying give it to god let god do let god worry about it <laughs> i can't just give it to god i gotta figure this out you know sometimes you but sometimes you gotta have it like that you yeah. gotta go figure it out but it, it, it sometimes you go figure it out figure it out it puts you in another place and oh i figured this out that level of completion whatever mm-hmm. um you know it, it's life is about having a balance of not too much of this, not too much of that. Um, I was actually talking to my mom about balance because we were, um, you know, she runs my Airbnbs out in uh, Arkansas. And we were talking about how to run them and doing business with family, doing business without family. And because I have a different perspective. My mom more, she does business with family. She mixes business and family as one. Mm-hmm. I separate. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, like if she, somebody needs help, she'll use them as the business. You know, I'm kind of seeing how I explain this. If someone asks me for help, I'm not, I'll use what I make from my business to help them. You know what I mean? My mom makes, she makes personal and business together. You know, we just kind of had a conversation about it. And after I was like, you know, I get into my little rants about why you should separate it. 
she goes, she says something, she says something about herself too. She goes, man, you're right. But it's how I, she goes, I feel too obligated. I ain't going to do that. I'm like, you know, <laughs> but it's knowing yourself though. Once you know yourself and know you like that, it's cool. You know what I mean? You can, but you know, and it, it um, cause I told her how me and mahogany is a perfect balance is mahogany. Like we, we use the, the, we were talking about giving, how you give to people and give to people. Like I'm not very giving, but mahogany is very giving, so it balances out. So mm -hmm. we don't ever give too little, and we don't ever give too much. It's a balance. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like your partner, your life partner, your wife or life partner, whatever it is, it should usually help you balance that stuff out. So. Yeah. I mean, just look at, um, you remember, you know, Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, or the guy that stole McDonald's from the other guys? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What did his wife do with all the money as soon as he died? She gave it all the way to charity. <laughs> Every single penny of his life's work, she gave it all the way to charity. Yeah. Bought a McDonald's house, all this kind of foundation, she gave it all away. So, I mean, he was stressing and worrying, doing business, trying to get more and more and more. And then, what? Hey, peace out, bro. I'm going to just give all your money away. Yeah, that tells you her balance was gone. She like, forget it. Give it all like, away. She, you know, know, she like don't that. need to, Yeah, it's just enough to live on and give away to charity. I mean, that's that, – yeah, it's – two different ment you know mentalities right there yeah man. but but yeah it's 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 cool man it, it's it's life it's figuring things out and and, and it, you know it's funny um because um my, my friend mary and and on facebook she was she she asked the question was um she goes yeah i'm i'm trying to i'm gonna rent out of uh um a bedroom to like a friend of the a friend of the family or something like that mm -hmm. and she goes she goes it's is 500 a good price? And of course, people are chiming in this and that. And I, I chime in with the with my <laughs> expertise in Airbnb and expertise in real estate a little bit. Well, well, give me some more details, you know. They got their own bathroom. How big is the room? You know, will they have access to this or that? Or they have cable? They got to pay any bills? And <clears throat> she's like, well, you know, it's all bills paid. And it's like, uh, he's going to have the whole upstairs. You know, he'll have his bedroom, then the whole upstairs loft and this and that. And I was like, well... I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, um, you could, you know, you could charge, you know, 800 to 900 pretty easy. Cause you're going to have like a whole loft, this whole, you know, apartment kind of thing going mm -hmm. on. And if I was, uh, if I said, if I threw that on Airbnb, I'd try to look to get 1100, 1200 bucks a month for that, for the whole, you know, top upstairs. He goes, but, um, I said, cause, and that's still a good deal because this, that, and she's like, well, you know, she started arguing me a little bit, you know, he's, well, he's a, he's a, you know, friend of my husband's and, and, um, this and that. And, and and I was just like, well, oh, okay. So you're coming at it like a charity. You want to try to help somebody? Oh, that's. And I remember you told me that before. Are oh, you trying to run a charity? You and you go, you're looking at it as a charity. And I and I and it kind of sounded a little bit condescending, sending that. And I was like, oh, you're looking at it, making a charity, not making. <laughs> She's like, well, he's a big guy. He's only going to be here, and he's only going to be here four days a week. And I was like, well. If you went and got an apartment complex, they'd be like, oh, you can be here as little as you want. You still got to pay the full month's rent. <laughs> you still got to pay first, last, app fee, deposit. You still got to pay all this stuff and your own bills, you know? <laughs> I'm like, they don't care how many days you're not there. For real. And then she just, she just stuck in her head. I said, well, I didn't ask her. I was like, well, why are you even asking, throwing it out there, asking people if you know in your head you want to charge a friend of the family 500 bucks a month? Yeah. You no, know, do that. That's fine. That's, but don't ask, like, you want real advice because we're going to give you real advice, right? Yeah. Some I mean, people ask for advice to clarify their own thoughts, to get a, was it, to enable their own thoughts. 
They're ah, looking. Yeah, yeah they're not looking I see for that. Advice. That's dangerous because we can do that too on on the Facebook groups, right? Try yeah. to validate what we already, you know, like a, yeah. a like a, our hypothesis. We try to prove our yeah. own hypothesis. Exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Because yeah. it's funny. At- I just got off a consulting call before before we started casting, and uh, I told her how I was doing the timeshares, and she had a timeshare. And she kept saying, like, when we first got it, I eventually convinced her what I was doing was okay. Because um, she was like, oh, I'm scared to get a VA. They're going to they're gonna have all, all my information. I'm like, they're not going to have any of your information. You can use Airbnb Teams. And I'm like, as far as logging in, they don't have any credit card information. She's like, well, they can go. You know, one of those people who always throw a wrench in the plan. Like, this can't work because of this. And then eventually I just told them, like, look, I've been doing this multiple years. And the problem you're talking about, never had them at all. She's like, oh, really? You've been doing this year, two years? You never? I'm like, yeah, man, problem. But what it is is some people, it's really understanding your risk tolerance and understanding are you trying to grow this or are you just trying to validate your fears? You know what I mean? Right, so right. you have to have that. Are you trying to validate your fears or your fears or are you trying to grow? You know what I mean? Yeah, don't, I, I don't ask questions if I'm about to just try to validate my thoughts. Like, what? I'm going to ask about my thoughts and ask if they're right. Like, okay, well, Hey, if I put this information in there, will they grab it? You know, something like that. So I can have a dialogue, but yeah, right. people ask questions to validate their thoughts, man. You like, all right, man, you ain't asking this to learn nothing. You just, <laughs> <laughs> this is to argue. <laughs> it, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, um, I was it, you know, I'm gonna get all, all fancy college here, but Voltaire that said, don't judge a man by his answers, judge a man by the questions he asks. And I thought that was, I thought that was really cool, you know? And I was like, it makes sense too. Cause I mean, it's, but I take it a step further. Not just the questions you ask. Cause like you said, a lot of people are just looking for validation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Asking question, asking great questions, but with an open mind and receiving the answers, that's the other part of it. Cause Mm -hmm. then, cause for example, when I asked that group about, you know, putting these um, sofa beds in the rooms, and, you know, 50% said it would be okay. Other 50% said no. And then, then I started getting pictures of sofa beds that they had. And I started thinking, eh, uh. and my own <laughs> hypothesis was I should, I should, I think that would be a cool idea. You know, freaking Ikea out of room, sofa bed. That's cool. And then now I'm thinking just from, just from the feedback, I'm, I'm leaning more towards real beds. Yeah. And that, that I'm just proving my own hypothesis. Sure. But, but, um, so yeah, I went in with a, with a kind of like, uh, I just, kind of did want some validation but then i got both sides of the story and and i'm kind of you know changing my hypothesis yeah yeah man you know it's all about growing and one thing like when you were saying those airbnb groups you also what i sometimes do when i ask a question only answer this if you've done it before that's one thing because you get people (laughs) answering who ain't never done it and they're just giving you this and i'm like you ain't you can, even done this before? Nah. And, the fir- and the first 10 messages are following, 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 because people want to <laughs> they want yeah. to know the answer, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and I, 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 I straight, hey, if you've never done this, don't answer. You know what I mean? Because I want some legit advice from people who've done it. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. But yeah, you know, so. So yeah, ask, your, ask good questions self. and don't be afraid to disprove your own hypothesis. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, but yeah, what I was uh, have you got? Have you heard of Rank Breeze? Rank Breeze? Yeah. No. It is a new one out there. It is. Uh, I think uh, our friend Jasper from Get Paid for Your Pad was talking about it. Um, 
it, it pretty much helps you determine, helps you rank your listing higher by telling you what needs to be changed, what's hurting your listing, and it helps you with SEO. Um, okay. So, and right now I just got in, enrolled in this SEO course. Me and my boy, we just got enrolled in an SEO course. Uh, that's another thing. Continue your education at all times, man. Search, Stay learning. Engine search engine optimization. Yeah. Yeah. So we just got an SEO course. And, uh, but yeah, this thing called Rank Breeze. Go to rankbreeze.com and check it out. I haven't used it yet, but I'm heard, I heard it has some pretty good results. Um, Jasper, I've uh, seen Jasper talking about it as well. But um, yeah, check it out. Cool, cool. I'm going to go back to one one thing. When you were talking about knowing yourself. One thing I have to learn also is patience. Yes, me too. Me too. I, I, that was my other thing. My other weakness is big time. Patience. Patience, patience sucks, dude. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> I hate knowing that I gotta wait five days or ten days for this particular thing to happen. I'm like, oh, why can't it just be now? But you just gotta wait. I know, man. I was a hey, reason that hurts me with patience. And what really, you know, who helped me with patience was um. Adam James, he told me when I was looking to build that house, uh, two people told me they were like, slow down and be patient because they were like, both like, uh, I know you're going to go do it, but you're going to do it too fast. Just slow down and be patient. Um, there was uh, Adam James and who comes to our meetups, um, Irwin. Irwin and Adam both told me, hey, be patient. And I, I've really been slowing down. Like, I was like, I, I start taking things a step at a time. I'm like, I have all this stuff coming, but I'm trying to make a move right now. I want another house tomorrow. So I started slowing down. I'm like, look, we got this house in Jacksonville that's coming up. I'm like, let me focus on that. Once we get that done, that'll grow into something else. You know what I mean? I was like, let me start working on it like that. Um, and today, you know, I had to bay off and take care of mahogany. I've been working on other stuff that I haven't had the time to do, you know, uh, uh, creating small little um, snippets for my uh, VA, you know, getting things done with him that I can help him train so I can have some more time. But um, yeah, patience is tough, man. That's what I'm working on. But yeah, go ahead what you're about to say. I just have to throw that in there. <laughs> No, that's good. Um, we got to alert our, our Houston buddies, <laughs> our, Houston, our Houston friends, that um, Kanye West is going to go to um, Joel Osteen's church and make an appearance over there. Oh, yeah, yeah I heard about that. <laughs> and so and it's funny because they're saying they have, they're having to do like Ticketmaster tickets for this event mm -hmm. because there's so many people going to want to show up because Kanye's there, right? Because yeah. you know, Kanye's, um, he's found God again or however many times i don't know he's found he's, he's into god now right big time you know he jesus went from, walks, he, right he always he, been into yeah, it he right? did he did jesus walks and then he you know whatever and then um made <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money uh, and and um <laughs> and he got in then he got into trump for a little while and then he you know he bounced on that like kind of sort of and now he's into he's into god real big you remember a long time ago i'm sorry but it was a meme and it was too funny man Y'all remember that meme a long time ago? You remember Kanye came out a long time ago and said George Bush don't care about black people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they made another meme and they put Kanye's head off and they put George Bush's head on it and he was saying, Kanye West don't care about black people. <laughs> 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 My homeboy posted that I was dying laughing. I was you stupid. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, man. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So anyways, he, um, so now he's, you know, he's, he's big into, he's pr professing his love for God, you know, more power to him. Yeah. And he's, um, 
he's going across i guess he's going across the country to mega churches and doing his thing and doing his <laughs> doing his like breakfast mixers that are like I, i've heard about these you pay like 55 bucks and you get like a plate with like two shriveled up pieces of bacon and like a half a pancake or something it's like <laughs> That was that. That made it online too. You look up um, Kanye West um, church breakfast or whatever, and um, like meet and greet stuff going on. And he's so he's he's big into the church thing now. And so he's going to go to Houston Mega Church and the big, probably most famous church in the country right now. That is it, Lakewood or Lake something Lakewood Baptist. Uh, I don't know the church that Lakewood led something. people in in Harvey. Yeah, Hurricane Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane Harvey Church. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. <clears throat> Anyways, he uh, he's gonna make an appearance there, and I and I was saying we should tell our peeps because, because oh, yeah. I mean, Kanye's coming to town. It's like a concert kind of, right? So yeah. there's gonna be there's gonna be some Airbnb activities going on. So yeah, rent out your Airbnb, raise raise your prices, guys. Actually, another event that comes to Dallas every year that you really can make some money on that people come in from out of town. <clears throat> TD Jakes' little church expo every uh, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, if you, you know church people, man, like with these mega churches and whatnot, anything that bring, they brings a bunch of money down here. Like that, uh, the one TD Jakes has that little expo, man. I've had somebody book me in that before. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, that, that's a... And then you get to your house after they leave, it's full of beer bottles, alcohol, and... <laughs> Some lines on the table. Hey, 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 lines on the table. Hey, we're church people. <laughs> oh man, you're crazy. <laughs> I ain't saying nah. That's all. But yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, a lot going on in the Airbnb world. Airbnb's uh, B's going through some changes. They're getting ready to IPO. Um, they're about to verify all the listings. Apparently, I don't know how that's supposed to work or how they're going to do that, but. It'll be interesting to see, you know. I don't have any. I really don't even have any idea of how they're going to do the uh, verify all seven million listings. But I don't even know if if your listing doesn't get verified, I guess you get kicked off, which I don't know what that means. But I don't know if that's going to go after arbitragers or what. You know what I mean? So I doubt it though, because they're bringing in too much money. But it, we'll see. We'll see. Now, 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 one thing I, I did read an article. And I think I put it on here too about um, an Airbnb scam that's been going on. And I guess I've, I, well, I've never, I've not, no, I haven't been real aware of this one, but I, I could see how it happens. How these, um, and, and it mentioned this, this particular um, Airbnb scam going on in, in Chicago. These people were getting duped Why, by, um, you know, these, these scammers would show this beautiful place, this beautiful house, right? And these people would book it and then come time to, um, you know, the day before, or, you know, a few days before they're going to go check in. They already got their plans to go to Chicago. They're going to watch this concert. They're going to do whatever. Taste of Chicago. They're gonna, they, got, they got their plans already. And um, these people hit them up, say, hey, you know, something happened at the house. Somebody flushed something down the toilet. All this, all the toilets are backed up. All this, all the plumbing's messed up. But, we, you know, luckily we got a better, you know, we got a nice spot across town. It's better. It's bigger. All this stuff. Anyways and and so these people he goes but we got to have you and he and he says we got to have you um sign this thing that that that, that it's cool and you're not going to leave us a bad review and, and blah 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 and so these people are like putting a hard you know putting a crunch you know like you know what can i do i can't cancel my plans now you know we, we're going tomorrow fights booked everything and so they said you said the place is better yeah it's better you know you love it blah blah uh, okay i guess yeah i guess we'll do that and they they sign whatever thing they got to sign and and then they um 
they fly over there and they and they get to this spot, this terrible part of Chicago with fucking going through these alleyways to this freaking hood. This, they see a door with a thing on it with a code and they and they, they get in there and it's just like a freaking look crack house looking place, man. <laughs> it's like it's big, but it's like it just like nasty ass sofas, nasty ass whatever beds and and it's just the most disgusting place i've ever seen rats and roach infested it's just like this freaking halfway house looking thing and um and so but they already promised or they gave the guy you know the guy pressured him and and this and that they call him up hey this is you know this is a problem blah blah he goes oh, blah, blah. you can't you know you you have you know we can't do a, a refund and this and that you got to leave a you can't, you can't leave a bad review or this and that and so people have been you know they pressured into leaving good reviews not only after getting screwed like that out of their out of their money <laughs> in a crack house so this these beautiful houses never exist they're just doing this to everybody and funneling them to these freaking nasty ass piece of crap you know crack Damn, man. Crack Kyle, up. They're some hustlers, man. Yeah, and but they found out these people are they're doing it all over the country, not just in Chicago. Damn. So I guess um in in that respect, in that the the verification, the Airbnb verification thing would be good. You know, they verify that this is an actual spot. Yeah. People yeah. are staying there and you got good reviews and blah blah blah. Not just, you know, you're just a bait and hook, you know, switch them at the last minute to some crappy ass place, you know. Yeah, it's like that lady or whoever it was who got caught uh, renting out the New York City Housing Authority houses, the uh, Section 8 houses, man, up in New York. (laughs) You know, that's illegal as hell, but I was like, damn, that's a good hustle. Just that the lady said she saw NYC ACH when she walked in and she didn't know what it was. (laughs) She got up in there and it was roaches next to the bed. (laughs) New York City Housing Authority, man. I was like, oh, damn. As long as she got a good deal. As long as she got a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how good of a deal you can get in New York, man. But uh but yeah, man, um there's some crazy stuff. But hopefully that that the listing verification does cut down on all that. But um But we we, we showed up at hotels before that we get there and it's like, what the hell is this crap, man? <laughs> people t- yeah, well, people hotel, do it. Yeah. The hotel change, you know what you're getting, man. You 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 stay at the red roof inn, man. Usually. You know what you're getting. You know what you're Usually. getting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you book a have you booked like a hotel a Marriott or go down to the Omni and it's looking trash up in there. Yeah, you gotta holler at somebody for that. <laughs> I stayed at I stayed at a Hojo one time in Corpus. <laughs> a what? A Hojo? A Hojo, Howard Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I got there, we got to the room. I'm like, how the hell do I turn on this freaking TV? And I called the front office and they're like, oh, yeah, we keep the remotes in here because, you know, people steal them. So I had to go to the damn front office <laughs> in the middle of the night, get a damn remote control. In Corpus Christi? Corpus Christi. It was, it was a, yeah. It wasn't damn, a, it I thought wasn't Corpus was, you know, you know, upscale. Oh, suburbs. You know, this wasn't right close. To, no, no. Like, Corpus got some rough spots, bro. For real? real? rough spots, yeah. Corpus got some rough spots. Damn, ain't nothing about Corpus, man. Yeah, a lot of poverty over there. Oh, um, for real? Yeah, I mean, there's rich, you know, you close to the you close to the water, right on the water, you know, rich people, but you just go out a little bit, yeah, it's, it's a lot of poverty over there, a lot of crime. Damn, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, the Salinas, the so the Salina Museum, you know, Studio Museum, whatever. It's it's pretty. It's in a little rough area, so just to pre-warn people that want to go see the Salina Museum, it's it's out of their their old studios where they recorded the the songs and stuff. Word. And okay. um, but it's in a little sketchy part of town, so don't be surprised. <laughs> You get some badass Mexican food there. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it's a little sketchy over there, you know. Yeah, Helps if man. you know Spanish. Um, <laughs> so 
so that yeah and the hojo and then they turn the water off at, after 10 p.m or 11 p.m the water turns off was, it was like man this is not a howard johnson this is not like the pictures my wife thought it was cool she just got here from mexico she's like oh, this is a pretty nice place i was like no nah, this ain't nice. <laughs> <laughs> in America, this ain't. Sorry, <laughs> right, sorry, honey. I don't know. I don't know. This episode. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, speaking of that, like when you were saying going into like bad neighborhoods, it's funny you say that. Uh, so you know, I'm getting ready to get my new listing up, and um, one thing I do, and this is a little tip that I use when setting up a new listing, writing up reviews, I go find the baddest Airbnb in that area baddest one on the block the worst one it. the worst one no the best i'm sorry oh, baddest the be- okay okay best. okay 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 like the bad best isn't, airbnb bad isn't good bad isn't yeah, good yeah bad isn't good my bad joe yeah good thing you caught me on that and our guests would have probably been like what the hell after, you, after i'm about to say this the best airbnb i go find the best one and i go look at their descriptions <clears throat> i look at their descriptions and i look at their reviews and what i do is i'll take all their if it's descriptions that can relate to mine i'll take it i, I straight copy and paste it and i put in my description and uh, also, I'll go look at their reviews, and I'll go find all their negatives and all their positives. I see what they have that's positive. Find out what they have that's negative. And one of them, one of the like uh, one of the middle rated ones. They were like, there was a few of them. They were like, yeah, it's great Airbnb, but it's in the it's in the hood. It's in a very sketchy part of town. <laughs> so what I did is I took that part and I made sure I put my title safe, quiet, safe and quiet on there, just so they know uh, it's not like yeah, yeah. That's one thing I use like to. I go see other people's negatives and their positives. I put the positives in there and I take whatever negatives they have and I make sure that's highlighted as a positive online. So that's just a good way to what you can stay ahead of your competition and um, using other people's reviews and using them their descriptions, you know. You're thinking like a computer programmer, man, stealing people's code. Straight up. That's what I do, <laughs> man. You know, it ain't copyrighted, so I'm running with that, you know. I just, um, learned, I just learned a little bit about that myself. Yeah, man. Uh, you, know, um, you could like click on something on the on the right of the screen of your of your um of your browser, and then you can go to the the code the developer. Yeah, inspect. developers. Yeah, yeah you can inspect. see all the stuff that they. Like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, man. I don't want people to hop in, like at work. Like, well, and I'm in IT, so like if uh, we have something where you forget a password, we know we use we have a developer on site. He'll go in and inspect, and he'll he can grab the password and put it in clear text off that. But most websites nowadays should be have enough security, but it is possible. <laughs> but yeah, he was a programmer and he showed me. He goes, Oh yeah, you can put those in clear text if you ever forget the password. I'm like, oh shit. You know, but you know, he was a ACH hacker and all that stuff. But yeah, um, but yeah, you can grab code. I know it's that easy. That's cool. Oh yeah, you can just put right click, push inspect, you know, and and I heard and some and that's um because we talk about SEO on this on this um podcast and about mm-hmm. having to, you know getting your um Airbnb on on Google on Facebook on all these Instagram just to just to bring up bring you up in the rankings yeah and um and what I heard like if you're doing the website thing and I heard that um on some other podcast that you know to build a nice website. Hey, I'm just going to go find a nice website, grab all their code and build it just like that and change up a couple things. It goes, and I heard that um, Google punishes people for that because they can tell yeah. when you put a website up that's just like like a clone of someone else's website. Yeah. They punish yeah. you and they throw you at the bottom for that. Mm-hmm. You got to clone and if you do clone, you got to know how to clone it. You know what I mean? You got to right. make change, change subtle changes in there. Yeah, definitely. They definitely will. So that's something to, to think about. To uh, 
uh, touch on was um, determining like demand, like places where short-term rentals meet the demand. Because mm-hmm. um, the other day you guys may have seen me post uh, like Vancouver, Washington has no short-term rentals. Right, but right. In actuality, they do. It's just they didn't have short-term rentals available at the time I was looking, which was for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, uh, damn, they're all booked up. Yeah, but I'm thinking like, damn, it's like we're like we at that point we were like three weeks out from Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, and they're already booked. I'm like, shit. I mean, if I was up there, I'd make another air. I'd get some more Airbnbs. I mean, I know they get booked if if I'm looking in that area because when well, now if you go straight across the bridge because this is Vancouver, Washington, which is right across the bridge from Portland, Oregon. Now, if you go to Portland, Oregon whole bunch of listings are available so what that told me i'm like it's people that it sounds like people are preferring vancouver over portland because you're in the suburb of portland and not actually in portland so i'm thinking to myself i'm like damn i would make an airbnb out there to see how it does because one i know there's airbnbs out there because a few people from vancouver washington actually follow our podcast on instagram and uh they've shown me pictures of their airbnbs out there and i was like damn so i just started kind of looking at that like Hmm. You know, that's a good way to determine if your your market needs, if your market's supply can't keep up with the demand. That's like a, that's a little hidden gem in there. Like, maybe, maybe we should put Airbnbs in this area. But yeah, that's just something to look at, especially around the holidays. Mm-hmm. If a city's booked up around the holidays, there ain't enough Airbnbs in that area. Or if it's a whole bunch of places available during the holidays, it might be oversaturated. And Vancouver is expensive as fuck, man. It's, yeah. it's expensive, dude. Like yeah. a like a house here that's three two fifteen hundred square foot would be at least a million over there. It's just yeah, stupid it expensive. Yeah. So good luck doing there. good luck, and hopefully they don't change the laws on you because then you'll be stuck with an expensive yeah. ass payment. You know. For real. Yeah, that's the only thing about doing it out there. You know, what I'm saying I, w- I would. I'm gonna be up there uh, for Thanksgiving. I might. Uh, I'm In a, Vancouver. A, uh, Vancouver and Portland. Okay. Cool. cool yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. be over there. Yeah, family uh, in Vancouver. Uh, yeah. Well, oh. Remember, I'm talking about Vancouver, Washington, not Canada. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vancouver, yeah. Washington, which is right across the bridge. You just take a bridge and you go to Vancouver, Washington. You take the bridge okay. right down and go to Portland. Okay, because I've been to Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. I've been up there too. Beautiful, oh, man. It's, it's beautiful up there. Have you ever though. been to Victoria? No. <laughs> Vancouver, Vancouver is beautiful. Vancouver is outdoor beautiful, and so is Victoria. But Victoria, you got the water, you got the buildings, man. Victoria, Canada, man. Mm. Like if I was to ever move back to the Northwest, I'm either moving to Victoria, Seattle, or Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, did you have did you have some poutine out there? Some what? Some poutine. Poutine? What's poutine? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds funny, but it's actually really good. It's um, it's these French fries mm-hmm. in like uh with with cheese curds, which is little like cubes of this white cheese. Yeah. And then with with gravy over the brown gravy on top. It's called poutine. 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 Next time you go out there, have some. They even have it at like even a burger joints has their own version mm, of poutine. I might have, I might have had it, but I, it's been so long. Yeah, it's I'll just check it out. It's just fries with with that that white cheese and the gravy is phenomenal. And they even have different poutine restaurants all the way up and down the downtown, and um, so they do all kinds of different poutines. But just that's just just the regular. <laughs> I yeah. didn't say I didn't say Putang. I said Putang. And hey, I showed what I thought you said at first. I was like, whoa. Like, well, I'm just like, yeah, that's why I asked. I'm like, I could answer that question, but we might get a little off topic. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. <Keep it> clean. <laughs> but yeah, we was like, yeah, we might get a little off topic. So that's why I had to ask to get that clarification. Clarify. Um so so yeah, it's been a good app. 
ep 106 yeah. i think i think we did we covered some good stuff and um talked about some mindset things yeah. and some, a couple actionables but yeah um i want to lead into the next step the next step i'm gonna is like a big topic on the next one is um and you're gonna you right away i think you get it right away but it's it's at the next the big topic on the next episode tune in is gonna be entrepreneur porn Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I'm not even going to clarify that. You're going to have to listen to the next step. It isn't what you think. It's called entrepreneur porn. And so, um, yeah, this has been a good app. And, you know, don't get thrown off by the word porn because, you know, people use it for whatever. Food porn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that no longer throws people off. Hopefully not. Or throws them on. (laughs) 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 The word porn now means something that's addictive or you can't resist. Yeah, like steroids, you know. Ah, you know, he's he's like a... He's like a madman. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> on steroids. They, they name it on steroids. That pizza's good. It's like a regular pizza, but on steroids. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's how they use porn now as an adjective. But anyways, this has been a good ep. It's good to be get back on the horse. And um, yeah, man. Um, where can they find us? Yeah, man. Remember to check us out on IG, Facebook, Twitter. Check us out on the brand new one, TikTok. We're on TikTok. TikTok. Oh, we tiktok in it? Yeah, we tiktok and Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. And, you know, man, we appreciate the love and support. Thanks for being listeners. Um, um, also, yeah, if you want to get your – women, if you're ready to get your health, health and fitness game together, be sure to follow Mahogany Artist on IG. She's down for the count right now, but she will be back at it. Follow her IG. she get all your fitness and nutritional needs. We are out. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.